queen. Are you ready to conquer the world while conquering people's hearts? To touch the soul of everyone that comes into touch with you and leave them at least 1% better? To step into your highest, most extraordinary version through learning about the things that truly matter when leading your empire? Then I warmly welcome you to the Queen of Hearts podcast. My name is Yasmin, call me YOYB, and I develop the human behind the label CEO. So without further ado, have a seat on your throne, let's dive into today's juice and make you a queen of hearts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another magical episode. In front of me, I have a beautiful, beautiful soul I'm spending some time with now. I gotta say it that humbly. Um, in front of me, there's a beautiful Virginia sitting. Virginia is absolutely, absolutely amazing. She's definitely not someone you want to miss on your follow list. So if you don't know her yet, absolutely take a look at the show notes after this episode and hop over to her Instagram. Give her a follow and indulge in her content daily, just like I do. Welcome, Virginia. I would love for you to just introduce yourself in your words and with all the factors you love about yourself, your work, and whatever you want to share with us. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Virginia. I help women build businesses and truly use their business to also create a life that they love. So my clients typically scale to multiple six-figure years. Um, and a lot of the times they're really like high achievers. They go after what they want. And I help them find that balance of like, okay, well, you can build your business very in a very smart, intentional way. And that can open up a lot of space that shouldn't be filled with more hustle. But how can you fill that space with things that make you happy with um, activities that bring you joy, um, with connection with other people, like how can you contain the hustle so it doesn't consume your whole life, even if you're super, super crazy successful. I love that. And I love that you're here. I love hosting you. My first question would be, because we were just talking about it, and I know you have a history with that as a higher achiever and workaholic, recovered workaholic yourself. How exactly do you prevent creating the next hamster wheel for yourself, for your clients? I love your strategic viewpoint on all the things, and I would just love to get to know your answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, so I intentionally I keep my schedule in check so first of all like I only work from nine till two and if it doesn't fit into that time then it's just maybe not a priority it takes radical self-leadership I'd be happy as a clam just sitting there working and doing things but that's actually not true like it would feel comfortable because it's very familiar I have so much education behind me where it was really competitive school so like my whole life I've been truly a workaholic um, I've worked most of my birthdays most Christmases I mean I can produce so much in such short amounts of time it can be extremely productive but I've also learned over time that just because it's comfortable and it's what I know how to do um, doesn't mean it actually makes me happy. So to keep it in check, it's radical self-leadership and really not 
looking at your schedule for like pink glasses being like oh I could do something here and there and there no like I have actual times that I block where I'm like there's no work time in this time because that's when I'm with my kids I go on little adventures we go travel and I've learned to be so foresightful that when for example it's my birthday week I already when I opened my mastermind I didn't schedule a call on that day. I moved it to the week after. Um, I let my clients know when I'm unavailable. And I do that upfront. I was in Brazil for a month and I was like, I just don't want to have any calls that entire month. So I adjusted my offer suite and what I was selling. And I got really, really clear on what I'm willing to give in that time and what I'm not. I'm not willing to give any calls. I'm not willing to start a program, to host a master class, anything along those lines. What I was willing was to be on social media about four days a week. And that is something that I was like, yeah, I can do this in like an hour and be done. And it can continue to bring money into my business. And I actually had a high, high income month that month, like an income spike. Because I was like, yeah, I want to be selling, but I don't want to be delivering that month. So I use my business and what I do in my business to just allow for the ebbs and flows of life and my energy and what I want to do and not want to do. Thank you so much for sharing. And you mentioned you had your income spike. And we know, at least I know, you're not the type of coach who says, oh, just lean back trust and relax and it will happen effortlessly like that's not the style that you teach in we know at least I know from what I know from you and the people who know you as well we all know you're building every single day like there's hardly a day where you don't do anything I think it's maybe two times that I haven't seen you on stories and I think one time was because you had a migraine and one time in Brazil or I don't know but like you're, you're, you're always there you're always building you're always showing up and I really really admire that and love that in you and would you like to elaborate a little bit on how you intentionally were building your business in the past 12 months I think that could be very interesting for everyone listening <laughs> yeah Well, I actually, in the last 30 days, I think there were like seven or eight days or nine days where I wasn't on stories. So there were quite a few. Like I came back from Brazil. I was just so tired. I took the entire week super, super slow. Um, but it's testament to the brand that I've built that it doesn't feel like it. So I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> that makes me very happy. Yeah. So I think there's a certain level of effortlessness in business that you can achieve. Absolutely. Are you going to achieve it by sipping coconuts on the, on the beach by day one? No, absolutely not. So effortless doesn't mean you don't have to do anything. Effortless means what you're doing is so aligned that it doesn't feel hard. If you think back to school, like there were some subject, subjects that were super easy and others that were just like you have to study so hard and you'd still only get a B or a C. But like you would never reach that A where in other subjects you'd be like, oh, yeah, I always get A's and I never have to learn for it. So that's what alignment's like. So I intentionally take out the tasks that aren't aligned. I look at how I either can get completely rid of them. I got completely rid of sales calls. I completely got rid of an application form because I didn't even want to do that. Um, I'm, I make sure that the work that I do 
is the most aligned because then it goes very, very fast. It goes very quickly. You are incredibly productive. Um, what is unaligned or what you have like negative stories around is when you start procrastinating. And in the last 12 months, what I really focused on is building what I call pathways to cash. It's I really focus on streamlining how money flows into my business and creating an ecosystem in my business where I can intentionally direct how money comes into my business, depending on how much effort I really want to give it. So yes, I've built my brand on social media. It's not terribly big yet. It's 5,000 followers as of the time of this recording. Um, but it's extremely potent. Um, I have a very hot audience. I get very high engagement um, on my content and people are buying very, very quickly. They're investing very quickly. So that is the base work that I've done over the last couple of years, really building that hot audience. And in the last 12 months, I've really refined how money flows into my business. I have some offers that I can go to when I don't really want to for example, have any calls right now, but I still want money to keep flowing into my business. If you imagine money to flow like little rivers, I can direct it. Do I want more of like the cash sales river coming in? Do I want more of the offers coming in where sales come in? Contracts are being signed, but the effort to deliver these offers was either before or after the sale. So before it could be a passive offer. I have some offers that are completely passive where the effort is front-loaded you pour in the effort, you create the thing, but then you can keep selling any time and it's zero effort to deliver those offers because it's all completely automated. It's courses and it's emails and templates and so on. So you have either the front-loaded effort or the back-loaded effort. I was also selling while I was in Brazil my mastermind, which the start date was only after I would return from my trip to Brazil. So it was like back-loaded effort because right now, Every other week, I have my mastermind calls. People are in Voxer, right? So I have backloaded effort. Um, but in Brazil, I could have pretty much zero effort life. All I did was once a day do Instagram stories. I don't know, three, four posts in that month in total. And that's all it took. So inspiring to hear. And do you ever talk to your clients about like sharpening and zoning in and really crafting their entrepreneurial thinking? Because you clearly have it. And I know <laughs> it's also a result of you almost always having, like you were talking to me about your childhood and how you always got what you wanted and just made it happen some way, like the, the quote unquote craziest things. Um, normal quote-unquote people would label as crazy so if you have someone sitting in front of you and you feel like okay there's very little entrepreneurial thinking is there like a process you take those people through to really master their entrepreneurial thinking and get better at it should launch a master class called survivor <laughs> or something <laughs> well first off I think this entrepreneurial thinking was really a gift given by my family my um mother always my whole family is entrepreneurs my grandmother was an entrepreneur she had her own supermarket my uncles have their own business my mother had their own business and when you have a business there's just no such thing as like not possible 
I love, for example, The Devil Wears Prada. And it's like, why is Miranda Priestly or Anna Winter so successful? There's a scene where her assistant goes like, this Miranda we're talking about, there's no plan B, there's only plan A. So if we could please make the impossible possible, if that's at all possible. Like, that's the vibe. Like, stop settling. And this almost frustrates me because there's so many incredible women out there. Stop settling so easily. Jesus Christ. Like, if you've seen a kid, they know how they can nag. They can put on their puppy eyes, look up at you. Like, they will figure out how they're going to get what they want from their parents. At what point in your life did you lose that ability? At what point in your life did you learn that it was just like more comfortable or easy or there was no point going after what you wanted? And then let that part go. It's not yours. Okay. So, Yes, the sentence that I grew up with, um, original quote from my grandfather, whom unfortunately I've never met, but it was carried on in, into our family. And I think this is the vibe, but most people in my family probably live by. Um, literally translated from German, it would be, you can be stupid, stupid meaning uneducated, not have the same prerequisites um, as other people, but you got to know how to help yourself. My grandfather was for five years a prisoner of war in Russia and like he almost died there. Like he almost starved to death, but he always found a way to like make it to the next day. And that's really truly the vibe that you got to bring into your business. Eventually there will come a time where you don't have to fight for the next day. But in the beginning, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard when you post to social media and you don't have hear anything back and you got to deal with the silence and you don't know when your next client is coming from and you feel like your survival is like dependent on luck and that one person to like buy from you to, for you to be able to pay rent. And that's going to be hard, but you got to be resourceful enough to keep your emotions in check, keep your thoughts in check and learn to rely on yourself and trust yourself that no matter what's going to happen, you're going to be able to deal with it, right? If you're scared of posting to social media, because what if someone is mean to you? Well, do you trust yourself that you can handle it? This is the first time anyone's ever been mean to you? Or do you have a history of like, oh yeah, people have been mean to me and I'm still alive. I'm still well. Everything's fine. <laughs> like I'm going to be able to handle it when I'm being trolled. Okay, great. Then can we just do the thing? instead of settling again and being like, I don't know, maybe it's safer or more comfortable to just not do it. Love that. Love the fire, <laughs> love the passion. And also I know that when a client sits in front of you and is truly afraid of something, you're very, very empathetic and lead with a huge heart and aren't ignorant to their feelings as well. So that's such a beautiful gift that's such a beautiful mixture you were talking about being driven by survival and also thank you so much for sharing the story of your granddad and how much he has impacted and inspired you when do you feel like or let me find other words what makes you realize it's time to shift out of survival what makes you realize oh maybe I'm good actually, but I'm so used to living in survival that I just continue to live in survival. Like when is the point for you where you say, okay, now let's shift for yourself and you with your clients as well? Ooh, that's a challenging question. I don't think I've ever been asked that so specifically. 
I mean, in business building in the beginning, it's perfectly fine, I think, that you're worried about survival, especially if you don't have um, helpful outside factors that support you in freely building your business. I think survival for a lot of people will actually be the necessary kick in their amazing behind <laughs> to like actually get up and go do the thing. So I'm not opposed to having that in the beginning and realistically, like some people will. We were not all equally lucky. When I built my first business, my boyfriend, who wasn't my husband at that time yet, was paying our rent and I could live there rent free because you're like, well, you're building your business. Like use the money however you need to use it. And like I'm paying rent, you buy the food. And I was like, okay, I can deal with that. I was living in San Francisco. Rent was expensive as hell there. So some people will have that benefit and others don't. And when you don't have that benefit, there is going to be a factor of survival feeling to it. Um, I don't believe that you can just lie to yourself and be like, yeah, just envision your most abundant self when you're like, girl, I'm trying to put food on the table every day, right? So I don't think like your subconscious is smarter than that. <laughs> I don't, I don't resonate with that kind of coaching at all. And also, I do think that you have more power than that. I think with resourcefulness, um, you can get out of that survival, at least to the degree of like, okay, well, I'm making these decisions, knowing that one day it's, uh, I'm going to be in abundance and no, and I'm already trying to build my business in a way where I'm not just doing things out of bare necessity because I really want to do them. Um, so for example, I'm not just like randomly creating offers because somehow I need to make it work, I like try to create offers that I'm generally interested in, even when I was at the very beginning of my business. And there's also what I will say to clients, try to shoot for as much desire and abundance driven decisions. And at the same time, we need to get better at managing our emotions, even if we are maybe worried about being able to pay bills in the beginning. Now, eventually will come the point in time where you are making sales consistently and you're not actually in survival. You don't actually have to be worrying about survival. You've had a couple of months where you made sales consistently. It starts to open up to the opportunity. Well, maybe it just gets to be this good or better moving forward. And then it's really about anchoring that feeling of safety in and creating more safety um, so that there's not even a way for you to kind of go into like actual survival threats. So for example, prioritizing some recurring income, making sure that there's always like the next thing that you could in worst case pitch people. Um, we got an unexpected tax bill in our business of like just suddenly out of the blue hundred thousand dollars or euros. And <laughs> It came like November 29th or 30th and it was due in December and January. And I was like, what the hell? How are we going to make that kind of money, like cash to be able to pay this off? Our tax advisor really messed up. So that would be a quote unquote survival situation, right? Because I don't want to be fine if I can't pay it. Um, and 
in that moment, it's like really important that you learn to calm down your nervous system. You really got to be in tune with your body and you got to know what are my needs? How can I get out of physical survival mode? And by physical, I really mean like, how can I calm down my nervous system? How can I get grounded in the present moment so that it's not my body taking over my brain? Um, expecting that there is a, I don't know, sable, sable tooth tiger right behind me because that's not true. So you can make logical decisions and and really decide for your best interest rather than just running around in panic, like doing all of the things, but nothing properly because you can't actually think logical in survival mode. Your prefrontal cortex is shut off. Your blood goes to, you, to your jaw and your limbs. So you can either bite or run or fight but that won't help you when you're building your business. You can't outfight <laughs> something in your business. You can only think intentionally or make decisions um, intuitively. And both of them are shut off in survival. So it's more this process of like, okay, once like the actual need for like, oh, I need the next sale to like be able to survive. Once that is settled, then being able to like ground yourself, find that safety so that if ever a situation occurs, you can, do the same thing again and you get grounded in yourself, you calm down your nervous system and then you think about, okay, well, what options do I have? What are the resources we have available? What can I tap into to solve this problem? Mm. Thank you so much for sharing. What would you say in the process of shifting from survival to, ooh, I actually don't have to be in survival to then also actually, what would you say what comes next after realizing there's no need for me to be in survival. Is it grounding? Is it happiness? What would you consider the next level in this stage? Well, if you, if you looked at it in, in levels, I guess if survival is the most like fundamental, which most people are in, it seems like, um, then I would say it's like in that grounded confidence of like, yeah, I know I'm good. I know what to do to keep this going and I'm safe. So knowing that like groundedness, safety, self-trust knowing like yeah I can figure this out and after that I would say comes desire like I'm only going to do what I really want to I'm in a place in my business where I don't have to take a one-on-one -on -one client I don't even necessarily have to take on mastermind clients I can sustain pretty high income months just on my passive products and my courses so if I don't want to have a single call on the schedule, I could just shut down that part of my business and say, I don't desire to have any of those clients. Goodbye. And, and, and shut that down. And I only get to build something just based off desire. And I was just at that fork in my business where I was like, okay, well, what do I want to build here? What do I really want to lean into? Do I want to have, I have some passive digital products. Do I want to lean into more into that? Do I want to maybe automate some of my high ticket courses um, so that I can just sell them with like a webinar funnel? What do I really want to do? And I actually chose not to automate um, with a passive webinar funnel right now for my higher ticket programs. I will automate some other stuff in my business because I still desire to have these live calls in my higher ticket, higher touch group programs. And I love having a mastermind. And if it's the right person, I also love supporting people one-on-one. -on -one. So really going for what you want and 
then the new challenge is not, you're, you're no longer so busy running away from stuff, but then the next challenge is like getting to know yourself so well so that you actually know what you truly want. And that's a big challenge for a lot of people. It is, it is. I can absolutely sign that. So what helps you getting really, really, really clear on what you actually want? Do you have a practice where you sit with yourself? Is it just a random quote unquote spark in your day-to-day life like is there something you you have as a like ritual or whatever it is like are there specific questions that had that have helped you further than what what do you want well so first of all when I plan my business um I look at different areas in my life that correspond to some of the most basic needs that you have I look at what are my relationships with other people? What is my need for connection? Like, where am I with that? Um, where I have business goals, obviously, where I'm or business factors that I look at. I'm like, okay, business-wise, money-wise, am I happy with where things are? Right now, I'm completely happy. And like, I just feel good. Like, it feels really complete. My team feels complete. Um and where where I am money wise right now feels really good. Like I'm I'm not having the next income goal because I'm just satisfied and happy with where it is right now. And I am enjoying that spaciousness because of it. Um, really looking for okay, well, if I were to fill some of that space with what do I want to fill it? And a big part of that is I want to fill it with some more play in my life um, because that definitely makes me happy. Um, I want to fill part of it with more brand building projects in my business because um, that is what I feel really drawn to right now. Um, and these are projects that are interesting me and also feel very playful. Like I want to write a book that feels really playful. I can see myself sitting at my favorite cafe, listening to the birds chirping and the water going down that little river right next to it. And like, that feels exciting to me, more exciting than trying to double my business. I mean, where do I want to go? Like January was so successful with a multi six figure salesman. Like what, it feels just good where it is. So how can I enjoy that goodness and like really lean into it? And I don't actually have specific rituals, Um, But I do spend a lot of time thinking while I'm on walks and feeling into my body. I do have a practice of flexibility training, which is extremely beneficial for learning to calm down your nervous system. Because if you want to feel your nervous system, just try dropping into a split. If you're driving right now, maybe not. But if you're at home, like just try to go as low as you possibly can or you feel like you can. And then just sit there for a minute and watch your nervous system getting more and more worked up, freaking out because it's like, we're going to get hurt. We're going to get injured. And you can see yourself. If you take a video of yourself, you go, you're going to see yourself. You're going to start moving left and right. You're going to start wiggling forth and back. That's your nervous system freaking out. And it's t- trying to push your body into a movement out of this thing that it perceives as dangerous. Right. So I use flexibility training intentionally to, um, one, be connected to my body, learn how to calm myself in stressful situations. Um, and I just really, truly enjoy that. So that also helps me know instantly whether I'm doing too much 
because then I'm always more tight and more tense. Um, it gives me a lot of information about where I am and then my body guides my decision-making or contributes to my decision-making. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing. And also thank you so much for opening up the perspective about flexibility training and that it's so much more than just quote unquote physical movement. I love your take on it and I love how you use it. What would you say, because you already gave a sneak peek into your January with it being a multi six figure sales month, congratulations again. What would you say in the past 12 months, what has been like, or what shadow did you transform of yours that has then positively impacted you, your business, your life the most? I let go my need for drama. Um, so expect always expecting that next shoe to drop. Um, it can't be that good. Life's not meant to be this good. So definitely that belief, letting that go, like not always expecting the next income dip to be around the corner was a huge one. Um, and then really also letting go of that last bit of shame of just acknowledging just how damn good I am at building businesses and like unapologetically owning that, um, I think of the business coaches that are out there, um, at least from the ones I see on social media and what I hear from other people, I, I do believe I'm one of the most skilled ones. And um, I have this really like razor sharp ability to connect dots very, very quickly um, and give my clients a lot of options. Like they don't even need to Like they can just tell me like, oh, this is what I want to do. And this is how much time and energy I have. And this is how I want my life to look like. If I have a relationship with them and I kind of know, okay, what offers they have and what their business kind of is, like I can very quickly see like, okay, we could make this pivot here or we could make add that kind of offer there or we could launch this thing first and this thing second. And then you can have completely take your summer off um, and do nothing. And Again, like there are no problems. There's only solutions. It's really like a motto that I live by. And um, whether that is real life or in business, um, I think that is something that my clients really value about me. But I never openly said that until I let go this feeling of, but I can't just tell people I'm awesome. Like, what if they disagree? <laughs> so letting that go and being unapologetic about what I'm really, really good at. I also am fully aware of things that I still want to work on for myself, things that aren't amazing yet. Um, and it's okay. Like I'm still allowed to be human. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this beautiful pep talk. I feel like it's a major permission slip on one side for everyone who's listening. And on the other side, also a major realization and clarity topic to hear you speaking about I actually let go of the need for drama because it's playing out I don't know about you and your clients but I see that playing out and so like almost in everyone's life in some way yeah. if they aren't aware of it um, so now that you have alchemized that into more confidence into more grounding from that lens, from that new perspective and from that growth on how do you support your clients and also changing that for themselves? Okay, so 
I can pretty quickly hear or see, no, mostly hear, I'm very auditory. So if they send me a voice message, I'm, I'm extremely fast at picking up on individual words. So um, reading between the lines, if they haven't already identified what's going on, um, and I don't allow them to like play small and like go hide. So a lot of the times what will happen is when, for example, let's say they feel really blocked or like, I don't know how to talk about this thing. And I'm like, okay, well, can you ramble into a voice message on Voxer, like fill the two, three minutes, whatever you need. Um, and like, tell me about this thing. Like, why are you excited? I don't even like, tell me about it. <laughs> right. I don't know what your offer is about. Tell me about it as if I'm, I'm your friend. Um, cause that's really what I want them to feel like so safe. Like I'm one of their close friends that they can really truly share with me without that filter of like, Oh, but I gotta be professional or I can't say that in public or so on. And then what happens is they will talk to me in a voice message and then I'm like, okay, so these are the points that are really standing out to me. Um, and where, like you said yourself, like, this is what makes it amazing. What stops you from saying that exactly on social media right now? And that usually starts bringing up the stories that are underneath the true reasons why they don't want to say it, or they're like, well, but I don't know, this one client still follows me and I don't think she's had a good experience. Okay. Well, what's your proof for that? Did actually something happen? What's going on? And then we start like layer by layer, like peeling an onion, looking at like, okay, well, what's behind that? Um, is this a story that you're just making up in your mind? Is this something where we're maybe just lacking a little bit of courage? Or is this really like a deep belief where it affects you across all different types of areas in your life? And we maybe have to attach a completely different meaning so that that situation feels safe enough for you to actually do something and take action. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing this. I have two last questions for you. <laughs> the first one being, and it could potentially be a little spicy. I don't know, but I like, I know you like the spice. So first question would be, what do you wish more people finally understood? Oh my God, so many things. <laughs> So many things. <laughs> um, let's go by like different areas. Um, number one, you don't need to hustle to be loved. Like there will be people who will love you no matter, like no matter what, no matter how productive you are. So permission slip granted, like you don't, you are not lazy and unlovable if you take a break. So take a break, honey, sit down on the couch, uh, pour yourself a cup of tea. Even if your living room's a mess, the kids are running, run, running rogue. There's Play-Doh on the wall, pasta in your hair doesn't actually matter. Like just sit down and take a break. Like no one judges, no one cares. If someone judges, like, are they really your people? No. So take a break. Okay. Nothing in life or in business is so urgent did you have to drive yourself to a, into a mental breakdown? Um, so that is one thing that I really want more women to understand. Like your needs matter and you're lovable, <laughs> even if you rest. In terms of business, go learn to freaking sell. 
you don't need a million followers. You don't even need a thousand followers. I have 22K cash and 45K sales month with 250 followers. My friend, get yourself a proper good sales program. Learn how to pitch and sell your offers. Like this is a skill that you need to learn. And no, being a good writer in school is not the same thing. I call this actually education damage. A lot of the times the women who have the most education are awful at selling online because excuse me like this is not an academic paper an instagram post you've got to get across what the hell are you selling what is it about why should i care why do you care right what is the like mental emotional here uh connection that you're building just learn if you want sales please learn how to sell and truthfully i think i have one of the most reliable sales methods there so but that's a different story um, that's where the confidence came in back in, but like, you don't need a lot of followers. If you actually know how to articulate what that thing is, 250 followers are plenty <laughs> to get out of survival mode for sure. <laughs> and then from there on, it's like, you only have one life. So Make sure, no matter what your goals are, that every single day is worth living. Because you don't know how many days you've left. You don't know how many days you've been gifted. And you get to, like, it is absolutely 100% possible to enjoy the ride, even if you want to get somewhere. So make sure, as you're traveling through life, that you're creating the most pleasurable, enjoyable experience. Even if you're, quote unquote, not able to afford business class air travel right now, like the everyday life, the little mundane things, they mean so much more if you can actually find joy in them and if you can intentionally cultivate just a climate where being happy isn't hard. You just maybe found a new brand slogan for yourself. Being I happy know, isn't hard. I know we were talking about brand slogans and it it may be not exactly this, but like I, I did something just, I mean, you know me already. It's like when I hear something, I'm also very, very auditory. And when there's just, when there's just a spark, there's just a spark inside of me also. And it's just like so, something just clicked for you when you said, <laughs> Create yourself an environment where being happy isn't hard. Like yeah, that's I felt that spark too. <laughs> I love that message. I and I can't wait to zone in deeper on that. Thank you so so much for sharing that. So the final question would be that I'm asking my beautiful guests on here. In your perspective, what makes a queen of hearts a queen of hearts? That's a hard question. Um I think it's that ability to see the best in people and the ability to help them rise and not listen to all of like the fears, excuses and so on um, that you're telling yourself why that wouldn't be possible. So like really owning your personal power, not giving that away so freely Um And instead, 
wanting to rise yourself and wanting to take the other people with you. So beautiful. I love that. And that's exactly one of the highest levels of leadership. So beautiful that you just mentioned that. Thank you so, so much. Is there something final you'd love to share with us? I feel like we've we've touched on so many different topics. Um, I'm just really, really happy and excited that I I get to share these experiences. Um, you said the word alchemize earlier. And I know we've joked in coaching that I, I have this like coffee filter or tea bag ability where everything kind of goes inside, a couple of flowers here, a couple of things there. And then like you pour hot water over it and out comes this like delicious, warm um, thing <laughs> that gives you life and energy. And I feel like I wish I had learned when I was little um, that it's okay that life gets to be good. Um, it's okay to just be you um, and to listen to those authentic voices. And I believe that having a coach and going through coachings will really truly help you to find your path back to who you are and you then get to pass that on to your kids or future generations, your friends, I mean, that ripple effect is so massive. So I wish more, more kids were taught that already in early ages. I don't see much value in the current education system um, as someone with three university degrees, <laughs> the biggest waste of my life. Um, I wish everybody would get a coach um, and discover that for themselves and then pass it on to like future generations because this is the great value of our time right now. There's so much access to information, but there's so much value in learning to listen to who you are. And I feel like we've really lost that ability. And I hope that more people can reconnect with themselves and, and learn that through coaching. So beautiful. Such a heartwarming mic drop for the end of this amazing podcast interview. So, so thankful that you carved out time and had this conversation with me. For anyone listening, you will find all the links to Virginia's greatness and genius and the magical <laughs> world in the show notes. You can always buy in the world of this woman. So keep your credit cards ready and... Treat yourself. I would say it like that. And I hear you in the next episode. Thank you for being here, Virginia. Thank you for having me.